Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen. You know the drill by now. The question of the day, how will we close out the worst week for the market in 12 years? Uh, so we'll talk about the continued volatility. We'll discuss uh, as many earnings as we can. A lot of big earnings from yesterday after the close. Baidu, Beyond Meat, Workday, Trade Desk, uh, Big Lots, VMware, we have Wayfair and Foot Locker this morning. We'll talk through uh, uh, news from Bed Bath & Beyond and Cody. I want to talk about L Brands and the re- reversal that that stock had yesterday. So a lot to get to as far as individual movers on the show today. Our guest is Todd Boley. He's a chief market strategist at earningsbeats.com. He will join us at 8.35. Uh, Joel, what's happening here in the overnight session? I bet I can guess. <laughs> well, we got we got some good news and we got some bad news. The bad news is we're down 20 handles at uh, 29.37 after a week close yesterday. Uh, the good news is, is uh, we are well off that um, morning low of 28.79 that was made uh, earlier this morning, about 4 o'clock this morning. Uh, crude continues to go the same direction as the market down a buck 30 at 4579 gold in the red by 1820 at 1624.30 silver back towards 17 and a heartbeat down uh 63 cents at 17.10 and a half and bitcoin not acting well either bitcoin down 400 dollars at 8555 so not not a lot of good things going on today no, and so my, I'm so curious now, the fact that it's Friday, I'm so curious how people are going to want to position themselves heading into the weekend. Uh, the last two of the last three days, we've, uh, or actually the last two days in a row, we've, we've been higher on the day. At some point in the middle of the day, we, we've been green, only to reverse and close down. And it happened big time yesterday, starting at like 115 we hit the higher around one o'clock, right, Joel? One o'clock, one fifteen. Yeah, we're right there. And then the next three hours, it was just more or less straight down. So I, I'm really curious to see what people are going to be doing uh, in the final few hours of the day today, because uh, there's you don't need us to tell you there's a lot of anxiety out there. Uh, does anybody want to go into the weekend long anything? I don't know. Uh, well, it just depends on the headline, Spencer. This is a, you know, you can, can't really talk levels. You can't talk fundamentals. Technicals really yeah. don't matter. All right. So it's, I, a, it's I, a headline driven market and you just got to keep your eye on your Benzinga pro or whatever newsletter you're using. And it's very, very difficult, um, environment to trade or, you know, just, uh, just to be in, but, uh, uncertainty breeds uncertainty. And that's one thing that the market doesn't like is unknown. And we have a lot of unknowns right now. Okay, uh, do you feel a little bit better, at least, the fact that we know, we can say for sure why the market is down? And that is not always the case, right? A lot of times the market goes down, we have to guess. Oh, there is weak PMI in Germany or uh, weak, uh, weak jobs number, we think. Um, a bearish note by Goldman Sachs says that tech is overvalued. Or We're never quite sure when the market goes down why it is it is going doing that but now we at least right now we know right does that provide some sense of comfort to you because at least at least we know we all are on the same page we all know the reason why the market's going down it's not a guessing game uh i think that we were long overdue for a correction and uh you know i've been saying that for quite some time uh we were we were due for a correction 
and we really didn't really didn't have a catalyst for the correction and and now we have right a, a, exactly a catalyst yep. so yep. um that's it it's a headline driven market we have a catalyst market doesn't like unknowns it's probably repeating myself here yeah. this morning uh i want to start before we go into earnings from yesterday just i want to pull up the chart of uh l brands which we discussed on sure. the show yesterday what a reversal i was looking around for any green uh on the screen and uh, there were a couple of stocks that were green yesterday l brands uh, i believe was one of them uh it's reversed right after the open uh, I'm not sure if there was any news associated. I mean, with they had this. they had the earnings on Wednesday, and they the earnings were good. I, I guess. I mean, the guidance was not, but not sure. Uh, you can make. Uh, I just said technicals don't matter. Well, maybe they did a little bit now. Brands yesterday, uh, we had a gap up in late January uh, when they were dumping the um, Victoria's Secret. Was yep. that right? Yep, yep. that's right. And uh, you know, popped up to. $25, it looks like, and came down yesterday. Uh, we were looking at the top of the range from January 28th. That came in at 2027. So people that were looking for a gap fill, let's see how close it got yesterday. Uh, yesterday, it got there. It went to 2061. So a little bit of technical analysis coming into play there. Uh, short gap fill, uh, shorts covering, you know, stock trying to get off the mat. Uh, looking at it in today's session, it's down 35 cents. So we'll keep an eye on on yesterday's high. That would be a good level. But uh, just above that, folks, if if you get through that 23.36, uh, look out for 23.75. I see uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday's highs at that area. So pretty technical for L Brands. And then one other thing I want to add before the earnings is a Zoom. There's So there's two Zooms out there. There is Zoom. Uh, ZM, which is the software that we use uh, right. for the, to broadcast the show, and I guess coronavirus is supposed to be a boon for them because nobody's going to want to meet in person. And there's Zoom Technologies, ticker Z-O-O-M. They're not the same company, and yet both were up yesterday. Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a case uh, perhaps of uh, mistaken identity. Yep. Uh, this happened once before. When a, it, it happened a few times. Yeah, one to nine bucks, so... Uh, I was looking at that stock, you know, just because I really, really like the software. When we started doing the show here a few years ago with yeah. Benzinga, mm -hmm. we really had a hard time because, you know, Dennis and I are in different locations. And uh, it really took the developers a long time. And how many different systems have we been through here? Uh, we used a couple. We did use Skype for a long, oh, a long time, time. And yep. we weaned ourselves off that. And we've been on Zoom for about – uh, Didn't we do something in between? Didn't we do live stream? Wirecast? Uh, yeah, yeah, we we used we use live stream, we use Wirecast, and I think Zoom is the third one that we've used. And yeah, I mean, uh, it's fantastic. Clean. I can, pretty clean. You know, I can't talk about. Yeah. You know, the um, you know, the valuation of it, <laughs> right? But uh, from a fun, I mean, even I, I mean, I can run the show by myself. Right, and you know, with the exception of a handful of days where Zoom is conked out, it's been pretty two years pretty glitch free yeah. for us so, so yep this uh so it it's a good product um streets running with that news right here i'm not going to pay attention to the other zoom uh <laughs> zm uh it's down is it down no i put the wrong symbol in you put zoom no i put okay i put am instead of zm uh the streets running with this it's a story it's up 537 118.92 we're trading just at the highs of the pre-market session that comes in at 119.39. So, you know, what do you have? Uh, you have no resistance in the issue? No. We'll take a little Dennis uh, quote and say, I've lost more money shorting stocks at all-time highs. Uh, of course, if you want to take some profit-taking profit or you have a target, you know, to me, the pre-market high is always a good number. And then half and whole numbers, you know, really, you put your orders out there and uh, see what you can't done. But, you know, take your target. Uh, if you want to buy this thing, you know, off the open, a gap and go, uh, you're on your own on that one. I'm, I'm not sure where to buy the stock today. All right. Let's move on to the earnings parade here. Let's start off with Beyond Meat. They reported after the close yesterday they lost one cent per share they were supposed to make. A penny, so they missed the estimate by two cents there. Sales 98.5 versus 79.5 million dollars, so a beat on that sales figure. 
and they gave some sales guidance for the year that is within the estimate, the range they gave. So it, it wasn't a bad report. Not a eh, not a bad report. Just a, a tough uh, yep. environment to be very tough reporting in. Uh, the stock tried to break out, tried to break out, was in a consolidation phase. Uh, perhaps if you were trading this in the after hours, if you got a chance, I mean, it broke down to the bottom of the trading range at 102.43, and uh, now you're currently down 13.39 at 92.75. Off the pre-market low for the session, so that's good news. So if you're looking at possible support, I, I, I think the low may be in, in here, 85.30. Uh, now you've got a on the 15-minute chart. Buyers are kind of stepping up. Uh, 85.30 pre-market low. Uh, whoever scooped that up early, they went out at 95. You can see several 15-minute highs at 95. So. Pick your poison between 89 and 95 here in Beyond Me. And it looks like on the daily we had that base. That It we did. Were, oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, we that, was a, that was a lot of consolidation after the bump up and, you know, earnings, market environment, a lot of different dynamics at work here for the issue. Yeah, so it's sort of a shame is my point because, you know, it had that base. And if it weren't for, you know, this week, uh, who knows what could have happened. But yeah, just well, we what, what do we go from here? We went to 71 to 135. I'm not even, I'm gonna, yeah. can't even do the math in my head today. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not in the mood to do math in my head. We've had a 64 point rally. You divide that too, you add 71 to that. We're through the 50% retracement. Uh, so if we do get a, a rip roaring rally. I would use that low of the move at 102, 102 and change because that's right with the 50%. So if you are so inclined to, you know, look for a rebound on this and it gets back, gets back in triple digits, 102, 102 and a half, 102 and a half, 103, I uh, should pose as resistance. All right, let's do a Baidu here. We talked about this one reporting after the close yesterday. Uh, their earnings per share, $26.54 on a revenue of 28 Point eight billion dollars, but the earnings per share uh, more than doubled from the uh, the, period, the same quarter a year ago. Revenue declined, or revenue increased slightly, but the earnings per share uh, doubled. Like I said, so uh, there, the estimates are always hard with with these foreign companies. Uh, I don't and I don't don't know how they're comparable. Correct. But the uh, the earnings was great on a year over year basis. Revenue still higher on a year over year basis. A couple factors working against this stock here. Uh, number one, it's been an extended decline since it peaked in uh, early 2018. Uh, came down hard. You made the low of the move. You attempted to rebound, and now all the uncertainty in China once you know still you know bearing down on the issue. So um, when and if this thing gets resolved, I'm sure I'll just say when. Uh, you know the stock is just has not been in a good trend. Uh, from a really short-term trading perspective, you did drop to 115. You've bounced off that area. You're three bucks above it. So people have stepped up here at 115 on the dailies. I don't know. I monthlies here. What do we see here? I see a monthly low at 113.30. So if you want to bring something in in this stock, 113.30 to the pre-market low, but you've already can. You know, guys know how I look at things. Just kind of, you know, people have been stepping up since you made that pre-market low. So you are finding buyers in the issue. So we've heard from uh, Baidu. We've heard from Alibaba. The third one, JD, reports Monday before the opening bell. So something to have on your radar uh, for Monday's session here. Let's go to tech. Uh, I want to go to uh, Workday here uh, as I pull the chart up and the stock up in Benzing and Pro. WDAY reported earnings this morning. Adjust CPS 50 cents versus 40 cents. Sales seven, uh, 976 versus $964 million a beat and a beat for a workday. Uh, you don't see a lot trading here in the pre market. Yeah, I see, quiet. Yeah, I see some spotty prints. This is a higher price stock. Uh, the thing working against the bulls here. Um, it's just overhead supply. You're at 202.40 just on February 19th, and you've fallen all the way to the bottom yesterday at 166.81. So getting into a rally mode, definitely going to find some uh, overhead supply. Um, technically, I do, like, uh, I do like 181 since you had a pair of highs just below that, your two- and three-day highs. 
and then maybe I can do the math in my head on this one, 202 to 167, 77, 87, 97, 35 point move. At 1777, 185 is halfway back on that. And that would actually fill the gap. So there's uh, important to hold the uh, momentum here off the open and uh, plow through that 181 area. The trade desk, TTD, reported after the close yesterday, their Q4 nice. uh, earnings per share, a buck 49 versus a buck 17. Nice beat. Sales, 215.9 versus $213 million. Estimate so a nice beat on that number as well. So beats for for both the Q4 numbers. They also gave some sales guidance uh, for the quarter that was above estimates, and for the year that was also above estimates. So uh, better than expected uh, numbers for the Q4, and uh, strong sales guidance for the quarter and for the year. Uh, same situation, you know. All these charts, look yeah. it, it is funny, right? Yeah, it's not funny, well, but it's uh, yeah, they all look the same. It's similar. Uh, you had about an 80 point break, uh, getting 40 of that from 240, it put you 280. Uh, you are currently trading at 268.50. Uh, you got a nice high right there at 282.88, and then the next one at two, not uh, 291.66. Uh, for these stocks, I mean, you just want to, you know, if you're going with the gap and go on the upside, you just want to see them, you know, hold that gap and go. <laughs> so that's why they call it a gap That's why they go. call it that. Yeah. And it's just a simple rule here for, you know, I don't know how aggressive people are being today. You know, I think your opening print is going to be a lot of volume on these opening prints. So if you do, if you purchase one of these stocks off the open, it rallies up and then comes back down through that opening price. Um might be a signal to exit. I, I would take any gains I could get in this in this market. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Not a lot of people sitting on gains. Uh, right. No, I'm saying if you were to like buy it at the open, I, I uh, buy anything at the open. Buy anything today, I would take any gains I could get in anything that I was buying at okay. all. Um, I want to do Autodesk here, ADSK. They also reported after, after the close yesterday. Earnings per share beat, 92 cents versus 80 cents. Sales beat, 899 versus 890 million dollars. Uh, Q1 EPS guidance was good. The sales guidance good. Uh, same story for the guidance for the fiscal year. So it was uh, it was good across the board here. <laughs> Not good enough. Down, well, to, yeah. Yeah. Down 315. Uh, off the pre-market low for the session, and you actually hit that pre-market low two times. You hit uh, 170.01 uh, uh, initially, and then you came down to 170 even. Seven and a half bucks off that low. Uh, a couple daily lows in that area. So uh, maybe you find buyers, you know, peeling back here. If you want to get to the bottom of yesterday's range. You need to get that. You're not too far from that. You could easily see a gap fill there, 180.07 and uh, 180.65 was the close. So not out of the realm of possibilities for this to do a little gap fill today. Let's go to the big loser of the morning here, and that is Big Lots, B-I-G. This is not the market where you want to have a bad quarter and give bad guidance, and that is exactly what happened here with Big Lots yesterday. Holy Toledo. They, yeah, that's what I said when I came in. They reported earnings per share last quarter of $2.39 versus a $2.53 estimate. Sales of $1.6 versus $1.63 billion. So they missed on both Q4 numbers. They see Q1 EPS of 92 cents versus 95 cents. So they missed on their EPS guidance for the quarter. Their uh, EPS guidance for the year was also light. So they missed on all four of those numbers the, yesterday. Did big lots. I remember having some 40 puts in this thing going <laughs> off the board. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, let's see how far we have to go back here. A while. Uh, <laughs> That's a weekly, doesn't do it. Uh, that's a monthly. I mean, where are we at? We're at fourteen fifty-seven. Man, I have to do some work here. Uh, two monthly low, three monthly lows in the thirteen handle, and then a pair of monthly lows at uh, twelve and a half. Uh, let's see what the pre-market low is here. You know, when you gotta look at the monthlies, it's yeah, not never a, really a good thing. thing. Yeah, or or it's a great thing. Yeah, good thing or bad thing. Right. Uh, not showing any signs of wanting to bounce um, as of yet. So uh, 1450, 
maybe see what your pre-market low is, you know, right there at the bell and do see some monthly lows at 13 and a half and then 12 and a half if you want to try and pick this um, on the cheap. All right, we'll stick with the retail theme for a second here. Foot Locker reporting this morning. Q4 EPS beat a buck 63 versus a buck 60. Sales uh, missed slightly, 2.22 versus 2.25 billion dollars. They did say that their comps were down 1.6% on a year-over-year basis. Uh, that same store sales. It's never a good thing when your sales are declining. But they beat on the earnings. Well, let's see what the, the it's green. Says. It's uh, it's green here, up 44 cents, 34 even. Uh, Pre-market high, 34.24. Trying to bump your head. I mean, you're holding 34 here, so that's a good thing. Uh, first target for longs um, on the upside, that's a buck 30 away. So they really want to they wanna get this thing going. Uh, really got to get it through, really get it going, getting it in the 36 handle because uh, you have two highs coming in at uh, 530 and 585 from the last two sessions. But uh, once again, you got to – got some oversupply here in this stock that was just over 40 bucks last week yeah uh and so i just like have a tape here and just say uh yeah may rally overhead supply and then the next chart you show me i can just hit the tape <laughs> yeah it, it would probably save you uh, a few <laughs> minutes um it, that's that's what i was saying it, it, they, they all sort of look the same here this morning and so that's one of the i guess if you're looking for positives in, in a market like this is Everything tends to be highly correlated with each other. Yeah. Correlations go up, which means it's easier to read charts. Um, I want to stick with retail, a different kind of retail, Wayfair. They reported this morning as well. Is this company ever going to make money? Their losses just seem to widen and widen. They lost $2.80 per share last quarter versus a $2.65 uh, loss estimate. So they lost more than they were expected to. Sales beat. Barely, uh, and I was just looking at the earnings calendar in Pro, and the, I mean, the, a few years ago they were losing forty, fifty cents a quarter. Now they're losing two dollars and fifty cents a quarter. So I don't know about this company. Didn't uh, it wasn't Mr. Laugh one? Did he pick on this one? He did, did yeah. pick on yep. them. Yes. Yep. Uh, off the pre-market low. Uh, pre-market low comes in at uh, under sixty dollars. At uh, 58.55, and the way this is setting up technically right now, uh, 64, 63 and a half is resistance. So, see how it plays out in those two areas um, from a historical basis. Here, uh, you did have a couple lows, a couple monthly lows before it shot up at uh, 60.43 and 61.40. So, underneath this pre-market low. Um, I would try and peg uh, 61 is a potential su support point. All right. There's a couple more on my list here. Not that many more. And then, we'll, then, then I'll go to the chat. Let's do VMware. VMW reported earnings uh, yesterday after the close. As I pulled those. VMW. I haven't looked at this one for a while. Uh, the Q4 adjusted EPS, they missed that number. They beat the sales number. So a mixed report for VMware. Same story. Wah, wah, wah. Yep. Lows of the pre-market session, skimming <laughs> along the bottom here. This one hasn't shown any signs of bouncing yet. Uh, 123.50, pre-market low. Let's see the volume here. Uh, now, this is light volume. Yeah. Someone is really pushing this one. This, this is going to be a wild one because there's just nothing here. Let me see what the total volume is. Holy Toledo. I don't know about this one. Okay. I, I, I think if... 8,000 shares have come in to drop 12 bucks. I think, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be short this one if it turns on a dime because if someone wants to buy 10,000 shares, I mean, who knows how, how quickly. Unless, unless there's just some icebergs out there. Uh, but, man, this is a big drop on not much volume after just getting crushed. So, I don't know. That's, uh, be, it, be it short on that one. You just hope it doesn't turn on you. And then the last one I really wanted to get to, there are a few others, but we can get to them if we have time, is Dell. Dell had earnings yesterday after the close. Their uh, Q4 EPS was $2, which missed the estimate by $0.02, cents, so we'll call it even. Uh, sales, $24 billion is in line with, with estimates there. They also announced a billion-dollar buyback. 
Uh, well, Dell VMware, you know, yeah. they trade together. Yep, they uh, do. 230, highly correlated stocks. Uh, Dell being on the decline, uh, down 230, down from 54 bucks. Uh, man, what do you got on? I do see three monthly lows here uh, in the 38 handle. So if you want to, if you're so inclined to pick this up uh, under 40 bucks, there were some buyers back in the spring of 2018 and uh, for three months in a row in the 38 handle. Let's just call it 3850. Uh, make it easy. All right. Uh, can you give us a level here, Joel, on Virgin Galactic? It looks like the story is over in this one. Uh, I have a position. Oh, that's right. One, Still. So, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Then we will ask you to withhold commentary. I forgot about that. Or, or, okay. I, or, or I assumed you would have closed it by now. I don't know why I assumed that. Uh, all right, let's move on then to uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. They had some news that they are undergoing. They announced some corporate restructuring, and we know the street tends to like that headline. What's the stock doing? This <laughs> no, they don't like it very much. Last I checked, they yeah, down twenty four cent. It, it did. It okay. did get a brief pop here. Uh, we'll look at the range from yesterday. Whew, we got down to 969, and then we bounced, closed at 1028. Uh, so you want to go, go green, stay green. You did get that, that pop up to 1120. I, I'm not sure if that really took place on much volume, uh, but see how much they like it. If you begin to back and fill here, uh, let's see if they try and defend, uh, that 969 low, and what was the low that you had back here earlier? Oh, no, that low was 734. So that's quite a bit away. But, you know, we'll, the street likes it, it will hold that 969 today. I wanted to go over a couple of stocks that showed some relative strength yesterday. One of them was uh, Schwab. I don't have any explanation why it closed green yesterday, yeah. but it did. And it is one of the few, there was like, I think, what, 20 S&P stocks that closed green yesterday? Something like that. So I, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. for the brokerage industry. Uh, trading volume. And then I also want to discuss virtue because uh, you would assume that trading volume is up. Yeah, trading volume is up, but, but, but you're not charging any commissions. Well, yeah, but they're making no, money on the order I flow. Yeah, so. I know. I know. I know. Uh, being a little facetious there. Uh, it had a good, you know, it had a green candle. So that, that's a good sign. Good relative strength. Giving it back today, though, I'm down 56 cents. So that high at 43 even, man, we're a buck 70 away from that. Uh, boom. Use that um, support down at uh, yesterday's low at 40.09. Uh, that was the low of the move. 40 is a nice round number for the issue. Uh, you also visited, well, you got down to 41.19. Uh, that was back in November when you had the big fallout from the brokerages. So uh, good candle from yesterday. Let's get over yesterday's high. And Virtue didn't quite close green yesterday, but it's had a pretty strong week overall. Yeah, a correlated play here uh, with the uh, volatility uh, has moved up from uh, 15 and a half flat here on the session. Big run up. What do you got? A high from yesterday at uh, 1929 and 1901. So you got someone that, you know, has some to sell here in the $19 handle, lower $19 handle. Uh, flat on the session right now. I see a little bit of a red bar there. I'm not sure if that was in any volume on that or not. Um, nah, small volume on this one. Still, this daily does not look good. Uh, it look, I mean, it depends the way you, if you, if you look, which way you're looking on the chart here, uh, not a huge trend line guy, but you, if you want to draw a trend line, looks different on everyone's chart, but I, I would look at a trend line, uh, from the low of the move at 1434. So Connect, the recent, the recent trend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The recent trend. Yeah. And that's a pretty steep one. So yeah. if you're so inclined to draw a trend line there. Something uh, to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, something we didn't discuss the other day, uh, and I would like to because Chipotle was one of the worst performers in the S&P yesterday. It closed down, I think, over 10%. And there was an amended 13D uh, filing the other day. I want to say it was Wednesday that showed Bill Ackman cut his stake in 
Chipotle. Uh, again, we don't know we, we don't know why, but uh, it could be for any number of reasons. But he lowered his stake uh, from 1.72 million shares to 1.6 million shares at the end of last quarter. Well, I mean, it's going up, you know. Right, right exactly. So again, we don't know why <laughs> he, he sold them. You know, but, yeah, it's uh, taking profits. Or when? Good for Billy. Uh, 7.50 is where you're trading. Bulls and bears are squaring it off right here at 7.50. Uh, buyers and sellers are congregating at that area on a monthly chart. What, what was your low from up where? And yesterday's low is right there too. Uh, so needs to hold 7.50. Uh, your next monthly low comes in at 7.28. Yeah, I think taking profits is a, is a reasonable expectation to assume that, well, that's why he sold. But again, we'll never really know unless he says. Uh, I want to go to Starbucks here. They said they're reopening about 85% of their stores in China. So well, that's a good sign. We talked about this yesterday, right? Um, and they can open their stores, but are people going to go is the question, right? So yeah, it's a good sign that the stores are opening. Uh, doesn't necessarily indicate how business will be, um, but, exactly. but it's a step in the right direction. So it's something to think about. And, and we talked about this yesterday, and I, I've heard it mentioned on CNBC and, and on podcasts well, as well as this is as much of a behavioral thing than it is like an economic one. So I'm very curious to see how long the overhang lasts, how long uh, the coronavirus fears linger beyond uh, the actual spread of the virus. Cause it, cause this could extend, even if the virus stops spreading today, the fears are going to extend for weeks, weeks or months. Uh, 75, 42 is what you hit in uh, in the pre-market trading. That was early. A lot of these lows were made right at 4, 4 a.m., 4.30 when stocks reopen. And I think that's when the indexes are on their lows as well. Um, you're starting to see buyers just come in here. Uh, not super aggressive, but you have you have some higher highs on the 15-minute chart. So that makes me to inclined to think 75 and a half will be uh, good support if we go in or support. I don't want to say good support. It's 75 and a half. And then on the monthlies, I, I see a 75.65 low. Uh, that was back in June. And that was the springboard for the move up to the old time high at 94 or 97. Nope. 99.72. Boy, that had a quick move in May, June, and July. So Keep an eye on 75 and a half in Starbucks. All right. We're off the pre-market highs, Joel. We're way off the pre-market highs. The pre-market high is 29.80.50. Uh, pre-market low is 28.79. So um, just looking at uh, really for technical perspective here, uh, 29.30 is uh, mid-range on the session. So if the bulls want to – show that they're in control uh they will get above 29.30 and hold it if uh the bears uh still are in control of this market then they'll keep it under 29.30 i just want to do one more before we go grab our guest here cody c-o-t-y i see a tick higher on my chart and they announced a new ceo this morning um no volume that i can see but i i do see i it probably indicated higher uh <laughs> They had some good news, and they had a gap and go, and that was faded, faded hard. Thirteen oh one. How many down days in a row this thing have? Oh, one, two, quite three, a bit. Four, quite a few. five, five is six, six is seven, seven of eight, eight and nine, nine to ten, ten of eleven, eleven of twelve, twelve out of thirteen down days. So, uh, if you're buying this, uh, you're definitely going against the trend. Uh, but that's what people have to do to make a trend turn around. Uh, 9.85, we're, well we're, we're kind of through that. That was your uh, October 2019 low. And um, below that, 9.01, uh, that was your August uh, 2019. Nope, September, 9.01, if you're looking for more downside in this one. And look at this. I, I wonder if it's our pre-market prep chatters here. I said we got to get over 29.30, and look what they're trying to do. They're trying to bid that market up over 29.30. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to our guest now, uh, Tom uh, Boley. He is the Chief Market Strategist, EarningsBeats.com. Uh, Tom, good morning. 
Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing okay, uh, Tom. It's a uh, interesting time here, and you're so you're pretty earnings focused. Uh, what is your assessment of uh, the implications to earnings that uh, best we can tell that that this virus could have? Well, I think at this point it's way too early to tell. I mean, you know, there's experts out there that are a lot more trained than I am in terms of uh, healthcare and what impact this might have. And, you know, it's obviously going to be a big disruption to the supply chain. Um, I don't know how you can quantify at this point. I think, uh, you know, when you look at the market now, and I was on this show with you all back in October, and it was right before the S&P 500 broke out above that uh, 29, actually 3,025 level. And I was very, very bullish at the time. Um, I believed at the time, and I still believe that we're in a secular bull market. Um, so I do think that this will eventually pass and will kind of pick back up, you know, but, but trying to determine exactly where this uh, goes in the short term is going to be very difficult. Possible, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, you know, when a market gets this fearful, I think you have to pay attention to sentiment. I don't, uh, you know, I'm seeing some pretty good support levels that are just going, you know, being lost uh, rather easily. And I think that's typical when you get a volatility index up near 40. So how are you approaching this market? And, and I'm also curious how you're approaching today specifically, knowing it's a Friday, knowing that the weekend, uh, going into a weekend tends to cause some volatility on the close uh, and some anxiety. How are you approaching in this market right now? Uh, cash. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I actually don't like trading a highly volatile market. I actually tried yesterday. I sent out a, an email to members yesterday. We saw the volatility index hit uh, 36 in the morning, which yeah. was the same level we had hit during the trade war. And so the S&P 500 went down to 3,007 early in the morning, and that went back and fully retested that breakout at 3,025. So I actually sent out a, a little blurb to members and said, hey, this, you know, if you want to take a shot on a bounce, this would be a, an ideal spot to do it. And that's what I did. Um, and it looked brilliant for about an hour and a half. Um, and then uh, until the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. So I actually put a stop in uh, just a little below where I'd gotten in. I had a really nice intraday gain that I saw wiped out in about an hour. And I went right back to the sidelines. I mean, it's just. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's a coin toss. Um, it's you know, you're sitting at a roulette table in Vegas. That's what I feel like right. when the market gets like this. There's it doesn't trade on fundamentals. It's not right now. We're not trading on earnings prospects. We're we're trading on fear. Yeah, and because it is impossible to know how long this could go, how and how bad it could be. I I just want your thoughts uh, on the market, coronavirus notwithstanding. If that wasn't an issue right now, what? What sectors, what industries would you have your eye on? Um, well, I mean, I'm a, I, I believe in growth. I think the actual environment, if we weren't looking at the coronavirus, is Goldilocks environment. I mean, we've got moderate growth in the U.S. Uh, most uh, analysts are looking at growth picking up. Later this year, you've got interest rates at historic lows. My background, I was a CPA for many years, 20 years in public accounting. And, you know, when you value companies, you're looking at future earnings growth and you're discounting it back at current market rates of interest. And so the environment is one that I've never seen in my lifetime, to be honest. I mean, usually when you get moderate growth, you've got an active Fed that's raising rates. Instead, we've got a Fed that it took them a while. Uh, I criticized the Fed quite a bit in 2019, late 2018 and into 2019, because without inflation, there was no reason to be raising rates or thinking about raising rates. And uh, throughout uh, 2019, they finally came around. And once they came around and started uh, turning more dovish, that's when we saw the breakout and we saw a huge rally in stock. So I think everything was set up. And I, I actually was on record saying I thought the S&P 500 would hit 4,000 this year. And without the coronavirus, I think we would have done it. Yeah. I think we would have headed for 4,000. Now with this, I just think the uncertainties are too great. But I think once we do get beh this behind us, and I think we will, then I look for another pretty sustainable rally in the market. You have to assume the Fed will not be quiet much longer. Uh, they're going to do something. Uh, probably, I would assume in their March meeting that they would do something. But I, I, I guess we'll see when they meet uh, <laughs> in a couple weeks here. Uh, and, and it's something to, to think about, right? It, it's been a, a pretty bad a week, but we're still only, uh, what, 10, 11% off the off all-time highs, more 12% maybe. I mean, uh, we've still gone up 
for a decade. So it's, it's important to have that perspective, but I've been trying to keep that perspective in the back of my head this week, right? As, as bad as this week has been, it's one bad week in what has been a pretty good decade, more or less. Uh, yeah. And, and a week ago we were in a completely different spot. I mean, obviously the right. market's fallen a lot in a week, but last week at the, the close on Wednesday, there was so much in the money net call option premium um, heading into option monthly options expiration on Friday. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think the market, I think there was incentive for the market to actually drop uh, the last couple of days. Last week, I wrote an article over at stock charts about it over the, uh, the weekend following. Uh, so it would have been last Saturday, I guess. And I pointed out uh, a couple of, I pointed out, I think the spider and maybe one other uh, stock that just had a massive number of in the money calls. Um, and so anytime you see that heading into options expiration, I always get a little concerned about a short term pullback. And we saw that last Thursday and Friday. And then of course, the news uh, kept hitting over the weekend about the coronavirus cases and the fear picked up. And so it just kind of picked up on itself and, and really took off this week. And, you know, it's really, it's just hard. It's like that uh, big snowball coming down the mountain. You know, you don't want to stand in front of it and just run you over. And that's what happens when the market gets fearful. But I, I do have some charts that I'd be happy to share with you. Yeah. Why, why don't you, if you, you can grab the screen there in the middle and, and you can, uh, you can show us some charts. Uh, I'd be curious to, to see what you're looking at right now. All right. It's saying I can't share while someone else is sharing. So oh, let's, let's, let's try this. You can try that again now and and grab a screen and let's look yep. at some charts here okay so what i did here on this chart this is the s p 500 and this is a 15-year chart um and you can see that clearly we've been in an uptrend since that 2009 low um you can go back and you can look back at the uh 2015 2016 consolidation back in here you could look at the trade war and all the issues we had with that where we consolidated for a while but eventually we worked through these things and we and we move higher i believe that in 2013, when we broke out above the 2007 and 2000 highs, that that began the secular bull market, which I expect uh, to carry on for probably another decade. But that doesn't mean that you won't have pullbacks. We saw it in 2015, 16. We saw it again in 2018. We're seeing it now. Um, but what I have on the bottom of this chart is the volatility index. And you can see that when the volatility index spikes, and this is just, the VIX is just expected volatility uh, based on the pricing of certain S&P options. So when you look at the VIX spike like this, it's just telling you the market's obviously very, very fearful. And yesterday we closed on the VIX at 39. And when we look back throughout this bull market, we've only seen uh, about four different periods where we've moved above 40. One of those, the last one was back in early 2018. And that's where we had that first big drop. And you can see that marked a pretty significant bottom for a while. If you go back to 2015, uh, when we hit that low back in the summer, late summer of 2015, that again marked a very significant bottom. In uh, 2011, summer of 2011, same thing. We got up to about 50 on the VIX and then the same thing in uh, the second quarter of 2010. My point is, Fear tends to create significant bottoms, major market bottoms. Uh, you might see a little bit of movement below, and you can see each of these. We had a couple of, of uh, periods down the road where we went a little bit below, um, and, and maybe 2018, the fourth quarter of 2018 was the one exception where we went quite a bit lower than the prior low. But these tend to mark very significant bottoms. So I don't know how low we go with this move. I actually was taking the highs because I think I like to follow channels and I was taking the highs and using that same slope to mark some pretty critical lows throughout the period, which we pierced right at the end of 2018. Uh, I I call that the, the, uh, the Jay Powell uh, breakdown uh, when he came out infamously in December and said that uh, um, not only were they raising rates, but they're going to raise rates two more times in uh, 2019. And I wrote a blog that same day at Stock Charts and, and in my opinion, said that they, were not, they would not raise in 2019. And they didn't. And in fact, they ended up cutting in 2019. I agree with your comment. I think that the Fed should absolutely act. And I wouldn't even wait until March, till the March 17th, 18th meeting. I think that they should come out right now and cut. There's no reason not to. There's no inflation. I think everyone agrees that this is going to have an economic impact. Why wouldn't you cut? The bond market's screaming for a cut. Um, 
But uh, the two lines I drew here to the bottom, one is connecting a couple of pretty important lows, and then the other is just off of that 2009 bottom. And you'll see that that actually coincides pretty closely with the lows that we saw at the end of 2018. Now, for me, I think that's a worst case scenario, but I have seen the market do some crazy things when the volatility index gets up to 40 or 50. And the only reason I didn't go back into the 2008 period, I mean, I think that was number one, a secular bear market where we already had a lot of fear and then a financial system, potential financial system collapse. I don't look at the coronavirus in that same light, um, at least not based on what I know now. So that's just, that's one of the charts that I certainly, uh, you know, think is worth paying attention to. Um, the same chart, uh, I actually smoothed out the VIX. So over on this other chart, you can see all of this in this uh, daily back and forth. Um, over at uh, Stock Charts, uh, for those of you who are Stock Charts members, under the indicators, I have the VIX and the equity-only put-call ratio. And if you put in the chart style invisible um, and then have an overlay of the five-day or whatever, however many days you want, you can get it smoothed out a little bit. And you can see right now the five-day moving average of the VIX is up to about 27, but we have seen multiple times where we've moved into the 30s. So I'm not so sure that we're quite there yet. And then the equity-only put-call ratio, normally we see that spike up into the 0 0.8, 0 0.9 range over a five-day moving average, and that's currently sitting at 0.75. So even though it's been fearful and it's been a horrible week, I think there's, I hate to say it, but I think there could be a little bit more room to the downside before we find a bottom. Have you adjusted your year-end target? You know, I think it's too early to. I, you know, if all of a sudden someone comes out and says, hey, we've, we've developed the vaccine, I know it's going to, you know, make, maybe take some time. But I think if something like that were to happen, I, because of the low interest rate environment, because I think a lot of that would uh, get rid of a lot of the fears, I think the stock market would move higher very quickly. Um, you know, for me, knowing what I know now with all the fear out there, yeah, I think it's going to be an uphill battle to try to get the 4,000 on the S&P by the end of this year, based on what we know right now. Um, if things change, yeah, I think that that's still possible. Uh, Tom, question from our chat here. He wants to know about the calendar day performance spreadsheet and the method you use to calculate annualized return. Okay, actually, uh, let me, I'm going to change screens here just for a second. Um, but let me just bring this back. I only have that blank screen there for you for one second because I actually, and I didn't uh, ask anybody to ask this question, but I've been talking about it a lot. So maybe it's one of our members. Yeah. Well, grab the screen back. Um, is it not showing there? I just took it. I took it back. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. You got me? Yep. All right. So what I've done, I, I keep a history. I have an Excel spreadsheet that tracks every day on the S&P 500 since 1950. Um, so, and I've and I get, it gets back to my analytical background as a CPA. Um, but I just wanted to go through and try to find historical periods. At first, I just wanted to see if there were historical periods where the market performed better than other periods. And so I've got an interesting uh, calendar here on the S&P 500 by day of the month. So when I show the first, second, third, this isn't just February. This is the first, second, third of every month of the year. And if you look at the annualized performance column, this is really the big one. You can see that the first day of calendar month uh, has an annualized performance 46%, then 34, 25 on the second, third, and so on. If every day was created equal, the S&P 500 has had an average annual return of about 9% a year since 1950. So what you would expect is, okay, if every day was equal, you'd see 9% going right down the line. And what you see here is anything but that. Um, and I summarized down here at the bottom four different periods. So the 26th to the 6th, which has an annualized return of almost 21%, which is more than double what the S&P typically sees each year. The 7th to the 10th, minus 5.55%. The 11th to the 18th, 14.3%. And the 19th to the 25th, the worst period of the month, minus 8.78%. And that gets back to the options expiration that I was talking about earlier. Um, you know, the market tends to go up throughout much of the calendar month, and especially during that 11th to the 18th period, well, options expire the third Friday, monthly options expire the third Friday of every month, which could be anywhere from the 15th to the 21st. And so what I've seen is a lot of uh, market weakness either heading into op option expiration week or sometimes the week following. 
And so if you notice, the weakness last week started on the 20th. Uh, the 19th was uh, last Wednesday. So we started seeing the selling on the 20th, the 21st, and then we escalated this week when we typically see um, some uh, historical weakness, seasonal weakness. So I think it's a good calendar. I wouldn't trade off of this. I don't use this as a primary indicator, but I think that this is a good secondary indicator. In other words, if I feel really good about the market and I'm looking at it technically and everything's lining up and it just so happens to be the end of the month, then I would say that this would be just one more factor that would make me a little more bullish. So are any of those, those uh, weekly uh, periods skewed by a particular month, like like 20% of the end of the month, is that skewed by, by December? Seems like it could be. Um, well, it's probably a little bit skewed by December, but also um, the 19th to the 25th, which is weak. December, actually, the 19th to the 25th is not that bad. So December actually uh, lowers it a bit. So there, there are some subtle differences. The one thing I would point out is the worst day of the month is the 19th. And if you recall, uh, Monday, October 19th, 1987 was Black Monday. But even if I strip that day out, the 19th is still the worst day of the month. Um, even if I took that out and didn't even consider that day, which I think we were down 25% or some crazy number. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there are some trends. And the reason for these trends, the, the 26th of the 6th, if you, I used to audit uh, companies when I was in public accounting, and a number of my clients had uh, pay periods that would run, the, say, the 15th and the 31st. And so what they would do is they would collect 401k money from their employees from those pay periods, and they would remit them to the vanguards of the world. And that would happen on the day after payroll. So from the 15th, it would be the 16th. And then from the 31st, it would be the first, and that money would get wired to Vanguard. You know, Vanguard doesn't sit there and say, well, you know, the market looks a little toppy here. We're not going to invest your money. Vanguard has a duty to put that money to work. So a lot of this, when you look at the first, uh, which is the best day of the month, and then look at the 16th, which all of a sudden jumps to 35%. Yeah. So you've got money flows that come in. And I think the reason why you see the market do well ahead of those money flows is because Wall Street knows the money's coming in. So it's kind of a legalized form of front running, in my opinion. I mean, you, you know, if you're a portfolio manager, you're going to wait for the money to come in and then buy more expensive, or are you going to buy ahead of it? I would buy ahead of it. That, that makes sense. That, that, that definitely makes sense. Uh, we're getting a question uh, from another one asking where they can find uh, this chart. Um, on my computer. <laughs> oh, okay, there's the answer. Um, if, you write, computer, everyone. <laughs> if you write to me at Tom at earningsbeats.com, um, I don't know, maybe I'll share some of the information. I just, I, I tend to send, uh, save a lot of this stuff for our members yeah, uh, all right. because it is proprietary information. Tom Boley is the chief market strategist at earningsbeats.com. Tom, thanks for the time today. And, uh, I guess good luck in these markets and, uh, good luck out there. Yeah, I, I'll just point everybody, I do write a blog every day over at stockcharts.com. Uh, well, not every day, but probably a few times a week, uh, trading places. Um, so if you go over to stockcharts.com, go into the articles area, you'll be All able right. to find me there. All right, thanks a lot. All Have right. All right, uh, 8.53 here, Joel. There's a couple tickers from the chat sure. that I want to get to. Apple being the big one. We haven't discussed Apple, I feel like, for a couple of days. What is the market leader? How is the market leader leading us here? Uh, at this point, it is leading us yeah. lower. Yeah. We are at lows of the pre-market session, down 11.88. Uh, let's see. We're right at the lows of the session, which is 272.96. Uh, man, oh, man. Let's see. Uh, that moving. 2000 in January went from 142 to what 328. Oh man, I don't even want to figure it. 328, 328 minus 142, 186 point rally divided by two, 93. You add that to 142, that comes in at 235. Uh, and uh, we're trading above that, so good sign for now. Uh, yeah, I mean that. I mean, you could pick some daily levels in between there. I do see a couple daily lows. It uh, 
you know, 68 and a half and then uh, a couple at 265. But, you know, folks, I'm giving you levels here, but this, you know, te- you know technical analysis Takes is, a back seat. is yep. really, I mean, it could be good and you can think you can see things and stuff. But if you've been in the markets, a lot of it's just, you know, feel yep. and, you know, knowing when you're right, knowing when you're wrong. Uh, I, I can unequivocally say that we need the volatility to come down. I and you know we had I remember when that we were ratcheting up ratcheting up I mean we got to a point where we had 13 14 15 point daily ranges and you know that's not what you you know you need to use in a, as a stop in the mm-hmm. S&P to give yourself a shot so until the volatility comes down you know and until we consolidate and I you know maybe going back to technical analysis you know, a double bottom, a triple bottom or something like that. But the news is going to dictate when the volatility comes down. The charts are only going to, they're only going to tell you afterwards, you know, what's happening. I've seen this, I mean, doing my levels the same way since I've been doing the financial crisis. And when the average trading range are expanding, 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 you know, there's not a bottom. And people like, you could have easily said, and I, I think I saw a lot of people yesterday you know, we had 29, or not 29, I'm losing track of handles here. Dennis would call it handleitis. Uh, we hit, we hit, I believe it was 30.06, and we went straight up 85 points. We went to 30.90 and change. So that's not the kind of rally I want to see. I, w- I want to see lower volatility, and it's just, we're not there yet. You know, that that's when, the, you know, that's when the market's going to turn, and it's all predicated on, you know the news right. so you yeah know. i think that's a great point technical will take a backseat trend lines all of it uh is good to keep an eye on but is not going to lead us anywhere that, no i tell you afterwards right, like i can tell right. you what the low of the day is from you know from yesterday and we're right. below the low of the day i can tell you what the pre-market low is and yeah you know you could i, I think the best way if you're um you know if you're trading these, these it depends what you're trading I mean, you kind of, you want to go into momentum, <laughs> you know, so if you're shorting, you know, a lot of time, you know, you want to short on the way down. And then if you get yourself in a profit area, you know, then put your stop in. I've been getting some pretty good fills in the market. So uh, don't be afraid to put your orders out there. You'll, you'll get done right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, and then I just want to get to a couple more from the chat. Netflix, you would assume a global yeah, pandemic would be good for a company Netflix. like Netflix. No. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you could say that. I mean, sure, doesn't yeah. mean the stock's gonna behave that way, but you could say that it looks okay. That's what I mean, I'm saying. I, that, That's what that, I'm saying. That I, yeah, I'm not. I can't. I can't argue with that. Um, not you know, made actually made a new uh, a new high since uh, in late 2019. So it is holding up. Uh, three. I would use your close is resistance. Uh, three. What was your close? Well, this really came off. Uh, your close at three seventy one seventy one. You had your daily low right there as well, three seventy sixty. Uh, below that, maybe take a look at uh, at uh, three sixty five in Netflix. But yeah, Netflix shareholders shareholders should be really happy. We were talking about the Bobster yesterday, Alibaba. Uh, that is been whole. I talked about it yesterday, kind of holding up, and on a relative basis, it's still kind of holding up. Uh, Looks like we are going to breach uh, 200 today. We are bl- trading below 200, so it'd be good for Baba. Maybe get that dip below 200, and then and then come back above it. But, All right. Um, the way yeah. the market's and acting right now, it doesn't look like that's going to. Last happen. thing we'll do. Last one. AMC. This one I don't really understand. AMC Entertainment. So this is the movie theater, not the network. And they reported earnings yesterday. They earnings. On a year-over-year basis, we're up. The sales missed. They reported a buyback of $200 million, and they're cutting their dividend from $0.20 cents <laughs> to $0.03. Cents. You talk about uh, virus plays, antivirus plays. Yeah. Uh, based on uh, also the stock's been in a, in, a, in, a down, in a downtrend, but it's up today. That's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Two-day high. I'd look at six sixty-two if you're looking through follow-through there, uh, trading at uh, six sixty-three. So above yesterday's high, above that a pair of highs. 
in the uh, seven dollar handle uh, between seven fourteen and seven twenty eight. Let's call seven twenty one next stopping point if you can uh, stay above that two day high of six sixty two. All right, that is going to put a bow on this week. Dennis will be back on Monday. If you want to catch any part of today's show or any previous show dating back to like two thousand and I think. 15 or so you can go to a podcast on itunes soundcloud stitcher tune in spotify or watch the show on youtube.com slash benzinga tv thanks to our guest today tom aboli thanks to everyone in our chats both on youtube and on premarket.benzinga.com for a free two-week trial and a subsequent discount to benzinga pro it's our real-time news platform click on the link in the description of this video on youtube you can always give us a uh, call, 734-494-0246. Email us, premarket at benzinga.com. And please remember, all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone, seriously, uh, be safe out there. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. We'll be back with you, all three of us, on Monday morning. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.